Dear Barbara Broccoli. Uh, what about Michael G. Wilson? God forbid we let a woman have all the credit. I admire your luck, Mr. Oh, you must excuse our job, Mr. Bond. He's an admirable manservant, but mute. He's not a very good caddy. Welcome to our 10th Odd Job. Of course, if you've been listening to us, you know an Odd Job is a podcast with a singular purpose. Mm-hmm. Our singular purpose today, address some desires, wishes, Woo. Hmm. ideas, okay, okay, pitches okay, yeah, to yeah. Miss Barbara Broccoli and, and Mr. Michael, Michael G. G. Wilson. Wilson. So us, us here at Bonding Over Bond... We have some thoughts about James Bond and the series and where it can go, what it could be, and so we want to throw those out for prosperity's sake, and maybe create a conversation of prosperity what? or posterity. Who knows? Well, English is my second language. <laughs> the goal in communication is not what you say, but that people understand your message, what, what you're meaning to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. You're saying eighty percent with your body, right? Mm-hmm. And we're doing a podcast. Which works well on radio. (laughs) So throughout the rest of this podcast, we're going to have some musings on the future of 007 and at the same time, reflect backwards on this podcast, Bonding Over Bond. Mm -hmm. So you want to bond? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, so Bond 25. We've talked a lot mm-hmm. about what it could be, our understanding of its impact on the legacy of Spectre, the uncertainty of is Daniel Craig going to come back? Is he not going to come back? What's going to happen? And so in having this kind of conversation, I had sent you a text earlier in the week and I said, hey, I have some ideas about... You were very excited. Something very trivial. Uh-huh. But the use of Ian Fleming's remaining titles yep. and Bond 25. And mm-hmm. I am absolutely 100% set with my expectation that Bond 25 be titled, <laughs> bless you, be titled one of the remaining Ian Fleming titles not used. Okay. And I think that's fair. We have left four remaining titles. Mm-hmm. Rasika, the Hildebrand Rarity, mm-hmm. 007 in New York. I hate that title. And Property of a Lady. And I think three of the four, Rasiko, Hildebrand, Property of a Lady, can all be phenomenally used 
in a situation that continues the storyline of Spectre. So a situation in which Bond, either played by Daniel Craig or substituted with somebody else, but playing the same story, Bond and Madeline have left. Something's going to pull Bond back in. You have your idea of Madeline. To me, property of the lady fits in perfectly yeah, with I, that kind of, especially had, if your idea yeah. of Madeline is somehow tied in. And with I had Spectre. not thought about this until you brought it up. Bond like, having right left now, her, like yeah. she is now what consumes him. Yeah. He literally is, you know, especially for a series that used the title Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Craig in interviews very much explained how the Quantum of Solace for James Bond was yeah. out of sync. Which matched the story of Quantum of Solace, the short story, which talks about the relationship of the stewardess and mm-hmm. the, uh, what was it, the governor or whatever, the fellow who married her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took the theme of Quantum of Solace and used it as the title for a film that had this theme of Bond having lost his Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. The idea of property of a lady, the same overall theme, not necessarily the plot, but the theme of the title. Actually, Ian Fleming it, it, created it. And it goes in well, you know, not to regurgitate the entire theory, but, you know, the angel of death theory with uh, an honor matches secret service tie, mm-hmm. property of a lady, like, and, and you could also say, like, whatever, that is, that is Madeline's property as well. You know, that is her burden. That right. Is, you know, so what, do you have any more meat to that? Like, do you have any more? For property of a lady? All of the, all of the three titles. Well, the other one for Hildebrand rarity, the Hildebrand was already introduced yep. in the, the movie Inspector. Mm-hmm. So I, it wouldn't be far-fetched to think that the Hildebrand rarity in that universe has been created as the code name for going undercover. Mm-hmm. Of course, if we continue down toward the possibility of Madeline either being someone who's chasing Bond mm-hmm. or Bond going undercover to fight Blofeld so that Blofeld thinks he's dead after either a Madeline or somebody goes to assassinate them. Mm-hmm. So I think, so you have that theme, I think fits perfectly, you know, Bond and hiding mm-hmm. to, to fight. And then Rosisco, which is a bad, excuse name, me, by the way, Rosisco, Rosisco. Um, it just has a great name. Yeah. It feels Short, like something that Skyfall. you would call yeah. a mission of yeah. some type. And of course, that yeah, is the um, tail and the better part of For Your Eyes Only, the very end of it with um, Columbo and Columbo and all that styles. nonsense. So the whole drug yeah. kind of. And so, of course, to have the idea that Spectre, as introduced, would be this entity with no country that represents, as the producers of James Bond has said, what scares us in mm. our time, which what scares us would be an ISIS-like organ or an ISIL. If, yeah. Depending on who you're to, asking. To prom- yeah. yeah, depending on uh, which <laughs> political party you're asking. Yeah. Um, an organization that has no flag, has no country, yeah. but, you know, strikes terror in different places. You know, the its sole goal is to uplift establishment. And that's, to me, what Spectre is. And so to have the idea that an organization like that would have its fingers in and undoubtedly control South America and drugs, we already know that's established in this series because of the interests Quantum, therefore Spectre, had in South America. Yeah, Bolivia. And Bolivia overturning anything. So the idea that James and continuing to fight and get closer to Blofeld and figure out the organization would end up in... South America again in a drug related plot or in some type of 
mission that when they hand him the dossier, it says Rasiko. That, that, that's interesting, uh, but I'm also just sitting here going, I, I just like, I like these words. I like the thought of 007 in New York. Like, I don't know if you just call the movie Rasiko mm-hmm. and decide if you want it to be kind of like Property of a Lady and, and film it in New York. Like, I kind of want them to go to New York. But I like the name Rosico. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the idea that Spectre is, you know, essentially ISIS. It's a uh, there's there's no bor- there's no boundary. They're, they're right. not a country. You know, they're right. just evil, pure evil. So I, I I would love to see. I think all those are great possibilities for a, a new title, and I'm really leaning towards Rosico. And then lastly, I left out <clears throat> 007 in New York, <clears throat> which I feel is probably a harder title to use. It's I don't like it. I think it's a perfect title to use if there is no Daniel Craig mm. and they do not continue down the path of this storyline. Then you have a brand new face. I don't like face. all these things you just brought up. Yes, and I don't think nobody does, but with that title, 007 in New York, you're getting out front of the situation where it's, yes, not the James Bond we know, but 007 is 007 and mm. 007 is front and center of this movie. Let's get past the whole, you know... Sean Connery passing the baton to George Lazenby. Don't get hung up on the face. That's James Bond. Yeah. That's 007. 007 in New York doing whatever mission they're doing. Um, working, hopefully, if you're in New York, you got some Felix Leiter in there. Yeah, you better. Jeffrey you better. Wright is back. Absolutely. Kind of helping push the movie. Lock him up now. Forward. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's no excuse, yeah. essentially, is what we're saying. Miss Broccoli and Mr. Wilson. Mm-hmm. To use one of the remaining Ian Fleming titles mm-hmm. in Bond 25. And of course, if you want to talk this over a little more, at Bonding Over Bond, at g- <laughs> <laughs> Bonding Over Bond at gmail.com. Tweet us. Yeah. <laughs> find us on Facebook. How crazy would that be? You get a tweet from Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson. I listened to your recording on yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. latest trip across the pond, you know, and no, that, no, I really Let's like, talk a little bit more about I, this. No, That's, I uh, like all those ideas, honestly. And as much as we don't, as much as I, and I think many people don't want to think about Daniel Craig not coming back and continuing that story arc. Right. I really like the idea, you know, 007 in New York. Hey, it's 007. You yeah, know, this is, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, like we talked about, I, I can't remember if it was Spectre or building up to Spectre. What they did, what the writers did smartly, even though, you know, a lot of people don't like the third act and everything. Whatever, whatever they came to at the end of Spectre, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be left with their pants down. They're not gonna be burned. Mm-hmm. They left outs mm-hmm. to talk about poker terms. They left themselves outs, and this is 007 New York theory that you have is a great follow-on to the out. You know, right. You have an out. Right. Which leads me before we reflect mm-hmm. our next request, and and this one, I'm I'm serious. Uh, to Miss Broccoli and, and Mr. Wilson. If you want to talk about this idea a little more, uh-huh. and or if I'm flipping through the Netflix or the cables, FX, HBO, anybody, Hulu's. and uh, Hulu, the the Google TV, anything, and I see this idea, I will have my future lawyer contact somebody's lawyer and have them play this podcast on this date <laughs> to say that this idea was put out into the real world. I, of course, would be happy to write on, help produce, or just generally tag around, 
the following idea, which would be if you're in a situation and you need to buy some time for the next movie, but you want some Bond product out there, how about this? Let's explore a time period of James Bond in the Ian Fleming era, who is a World War II soldier, a commander, and then gets recruited by MI6, earns his double O's, is working as a spy, and then that incarnation becomes the James Bond we see in the film series as played by Sean Connery. What are you saying, Art? I'm saying have a TV series Mm. and which we explore set in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. A young James Bond as he becomes the the James Bond that we see portrayed by Sean Connery in the film. So what are we doing here? We're providing some backstory to the film series and deepening James Bond in the era he was written in by Ian Fleming, and yet providing an interesting mirror to hold a modern-day society up to when you talk about the issues of that time, fascism, racism, Mm -hmm. equality, sexism, sexism, all of these issues. Mm -hmm. Why do we always have to have a white James Bond? We can explore that in this series as it's clearly... In the 40s, had to be a white James Bond. Why isn't women more forefront in the series? That's a conversation you would have but they're not. in that time. Are they not? Maybe. Women are very... I don't, I don't want to go down, I don't want to go down that track. Either way. I, what is I, season I really one like about? It's I, a great I, idea. I, I was actually, I was so excited. I was, I was sitting, texting you. Did you see me looking up in the air because I was doing mental math? I was yeah. like, well, I don't know if we can really do 30s because... By 62, when, when he does Dr. No, he was 35, I think, was that guesstimate that Sean Connery wanted. He thought he thought James Bond should be about 35-year-old. So, I mean, I guess if you if you talk about 30s, you're talking about the, the, the not infancy, but literally the childhood of James Bond. Well, so season one. So it's really 40s. It was, 40s it's really 40s. It's really yeah. 40s. Season one picks up on the tail end of James Bond in World War II. So the moment of his transition from a whatever he was doing in the Royal Navy to much like Ian Fleming getting moved over to the the intelligence. So he would be like Royal Navy intelligence, mm-hmm. much like Ian Fleming, because Ian Fleming based a lot of his character and his experience. And from that intelligence community, he gets picked up by MI6. That's season two. So with season one, some themes that everybody loves. Some World War II, some spying, some action. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Some James Bond. Becoming the man we're going to get to know. Season two. He gets picked up by MI6. Does not have his double O's. He's young, brash, reckless, getting the attention of people. That season ends with him earning his double O. Mm -hmm. Season three. The beginning of James Bond, 007. Season four, an older, more mature, experienced James Bond as 007. Earning the reputation that we see in the film series when M refers to Bond the best we have. Let's see some of those missions that make him the best we have. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's how many seasons you want to continue this. The very end, the final episode the final scene would be the character playing james bond 
or the actor playing James Bond stepping into M's office and then having a conversation about changing out his weapon to a Walter Walter PPK and being handed the Dr. Node dossier. Boom. I think you, you, you tie that up in five seasons. You get more than that. Five seasons is good. That's good. It's a good tie-in. Anything after that, a lot of a lot of a lot of shows are getting fat by that point. Yeah, because I'm I'm sitting here doing the. Men- there's gonna have to be some mental. There's gonna have to be some math fudgery. Sure, but because I mean, if you go back to, we got to remember the novels were written in the fifties. Yeah, so the films just add ten extra years. Yeah, versus you're the- you're trying to add another decade in there. If you talk about the forties. You talk about 41 to 44, 39 to 44, 45. Well, the the novel two. math works out because of the novel math <clears throat> is in the 50s. James Bond is talked about being, or it's speculated that he's in his 30s as the as the Ian and Ian Fleming era. Mm-hmm. That would place him in the 20s during World War II in the 40s. So the math works out to start in the 40s. And then he's building these 10 years of being an MI6 like building his reputation, being the spy that we know him to be, getting to the Doctor No era, which would have been written and placed in the fifties, even though the movies took place and were released in the sixties. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you're dealing with the the uh, the half year, the five. You know, it's, yeah, I think it's workable. I right, definitely think it's workable. Right. <clears throat> you're not talking about a fifty-seven year old playing James Bond. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely, <clears throat> right. no, no, yeah, yeah, not at all, so. not at all. I like it. I think it's get, a great get idea. Writing. Get writing. Yeah. We'll just uh we'll do a friggin' uh crowdfund. <laughs> Kickstarter. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about all that copyright stuff. Yeah, absolutely not. We'll just do a fan television show Name and is, uh, uh Ames, they'll just pick us up. Ames Cond. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so enough talking about the future. Let's uh-huh. look let's look back really quickly. Okay. And maybe reflect um, on what we've done so far, which, interestingly enough, this week, and trying to pick our Throwback Thursday um, for when I was, not this week, but when I was, uh, what would that be, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago when I was trying to pick our Throwback Thursday and I was listening to some of our older podcasts. Uh, of course, I started and listened to Dr. No. It's kind of interesting to listen to where we began and, you know, kind of our expectations. Did we record that in the shed? Doctor No, no. Doctor No was oh was here. That's right. We tried to like, it took like three times recording. Yeah, that was uh, we recorded that one several times yeah. until we finally got the audio and the situation that we that we needed. It sounded like we were in the shed. Yeah, it sounds pretty rough. <laughs> A big improvement in the editing and quality mm-hmm. and the equipment that that we're using. We eventually settled with Thunderball as the throwback Thursday that we use in that week that we were that we were off. But mm-hmm. in in reflecting back, I, there was some uncertainty. And those first few podcasts, like, Absolutely. are are we going to make it? I twenty four podcasts. Then are we going to actually get to this? And like, we did. When I when I have friends, coworkers, colleagues that that tell me they're listening to Goldfinger, mm-hmm. and I I jokingly, but it was real. I tell them that's where the series almost ended. Yeah, you know, I remember the conversation. We we had a pretty heated debate. At, yeah, you know, I was like, is this really worth it? But it was, Can we do this every week. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it was we've we've grown a lot, absolutely over the shoot half a year or whatever it is now six. It seems like it feels so much longer than that, right? Because it's been nonstop. It has been it has a been. labor of love. as yeah. I've, I've said before. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> if there's if there's one thing you could go back and change, 
would there be anything that I'd like to re-record Goldfinger. <laughs> uh, but that's just because I like to defend the film more. Right, right. Like I, I, I think there's I a few films it. that we need to go back and probably yeah. have you defend a little more. Yeah. Octopussy would be... I See, I felt I defended Spectre as much as I love Spectre. I thought I, yeah. I thought I defended it finally in the 24th film. Yeah. Um, you brought a mounting defense to a film you cared about. Yeah. Could I change? Obviously, the, the, I guess the biggest one is the ranking. Mm-hmm. It's I, a little more consistency. Absolutely. And in our I would rankings. like to break out. I would like to break out. Uh, opening sequence, gun barrel, title sequence. Separate them out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Specify what is a car. What yeah. counts? Yeah. As the car. Have some good ground rules. Right. What about, right. What about you, sir? Um, if there's, I don't think. I don't think I would go back and change anything. Um, I think we've learned a lot with the editing mm-hmm. and how we do it. Um, I would like to probably, and this goes back to it's just two guys mm-hmm. putting this together on a weekly basis. Um, I would have liked to maybe edit it more <clears throat> sound end, clips end, kind of yeah. back up things we were saying. Mm-hmm. But that just adds, I mean, that's like almost a full-time job then. Mm-hmm. Uh, to record a podcast and get it out that week with all the, you know, adding the extras. Um, and unless it was really, really obvious that a sound was needed here, that we were referring to something that would add to the podcast, I usually did not add it mm-hmm. because it's just the time taken to get the sound effect, to edit it, to bring it out. To clip it so that it's a reasonable length that is of fair use and to put it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, some, I guess, time. Um, and it, which is exciting to do the For Your Eyes Only when essentially those are going to be released every month. Mm-hmm. And then, so we are going to every other week. And so we'll have a For Your Eyes Only and then an odd job, which odd jobs are easier to edit. Yeah. Um, so to have a month to kind of create the podcast, I think will will help out with that. One of the things I am most happy with listening to our podcast and then listening to other James Bond fan um, podcasts or just other commentary of, um, you know, other podcasts that have to do with pop culture and our fan podcast is the structure. I was very proud in that we have, when you listen to a review podcast of ours, there is an order and a sequence. Mm-hmm. We, you can skip to parts that you know, like, oh, I don't like this running ranking that they're talking about or this section of Distinguished Debauchery. Mm-hmm. And it's or it's every episode. It's the same layout. Yep. So you know what you're going to get. It's just a discussion that changes. I, th- that's one area, where, now that you brought that up, I, I would have loved to see. We were very hard on ourselves at, on the front side with you have two minutes. You have five minutes in this category. Right. And then I think the pendulum swung too far because we got, you know, all of a sudden our podcast became an hour and 20 minutes long. We were trying to, we were originally trying for 35 minutes. Right. And we could not, you know, it was 45 minutes. They averaged in the 40s. Yeah. And then. I I, I would have liked to been a little, I would love to go back and, and I I know we are, we're going to be able to do that with four your eyes only format, but have a little bit more conversation on some of the early Connery movies. Right. And luckily we were going to get to do that. We were pretty rigid then. And then I think... But it was, the f- I still think it was good. I, it was, yeah, we needed that discipline. on the track. Yeah, because we had to learn when we were talking too much, what was a good time, yeah. and get that muscle memory. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think allowed us to get through the Brosnan era. I think the the Brosnan era kind of, oh, God, yeah. you know, busted wide open. We were like, no, we're going to have this conversation because there's a lot to talk about here. Mm-hmm. And then Craig just being so fresh and so new and then leading up to Spectre. Yep. You know, of course, we were going to have those conversations and throw away the throw away the clock. Um, yeah. So absolutely. I'm really proud of this. Me too. We've got a website coming. I'll put this on my resume. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know the real me? You know, in the personal section, yeah, he has enough nerdy free time that he decides to do a podcast with his good friend about James Bond. Right. I mean, he probably, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he has a good time doing it. So, I mean, I think that's important. I, I think this, this James Bond is such an awesome character. I mean, it, it's it's gone on for fifty years now. I mean, mm-hmm. Christ's sakes. It's great to have two men that be able to talk about the evolution of masculinity. You right. Know? And how it's so, changed. Yeah. Where it's going. Yeah. I would also, you had talked about this off mic, last thing. Last mm-hmm. thing that we would change. Mm-hmm. Things we're going to take into the future. A a board of mm. some type. And yeah. kind of with the running rankings. I liked as I'm as mm-hmm. I go back and listen to the old ones. If I had a dollar for every time we said like, oh, uh, top third? Yeah, it's about the top third. Top third? You know, there's only eight, there's only there, eight right? spots in the top third. 24 films. And uh, you can't keep having everything be the top third. Yeah. And the middle third. Honestly, it wasn't top third that was our fat. Is when in doubt, I feel like we just went like, middle, yeah, middle, middle third. Middle. It's it's middle one, of those, one of those, there's only eight films, guys. Yeah. Have some balls. Either say this is a top tier thing or like, no, it's shit. Yeah. It's going down there. That That's an, another absolute correction I would have liked to have done. I think something I would have changed. Right. Force our, you know, force the feet to the fire. Oh, let's uh, bring this home? Yeah. Okay. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Trying to find someone to love. Someone to help me settle down. Next time, an entirely new series. Mm. Download this podcast, that podcast, which will feature the one and only, for one time, George Lazenby. And on Her Majesty's Secret Service as we deep dive into a for-your-eyes-only level of nerddom into that film. Um, I'm really excited about it. I am. I think we were both really hard and kind of confined very early in the series on our sixth podcast where we were gung-ho. Like, we're going to stick to this theory that every podcast we do, we're going to pretend we haven't seen the other films. Yeah. That fell so quickly off the radar when we got into the Roger Moore era, yeah. and we would comment on all of Roger Moore, yeah. and make comparisons to the Timothy Dalton era and, yeah. and other things, and we we're pretty but hard. The, on it. Just to watch on Her Majesty, free of any constraints, and just talk about that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about that. You can see other things we're excited about in commentary on Twitter at Bonding Over Bond, on Facebook, search for Bonding Over Bond uh, podcast. You could send us emails. We're at bondingoverbond at gmail.com. All right. And very soon, very soon, very soon, you could go to bondingoverbond.com. Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty excited about that. Twitter. We talked about that already. Did we? Yeah. Where, where was I at? Just, just... Drinking your drink? I was, wasn't yeah. I? Yeah. Staring at the wall. 
That's at Bonding Over Bond for those of you that missed it. And I think um, I think we've talked about I think we've talked about everything. I just want to plug one last time. Yeah. The For Your Eyes Only format is very fan influenced. Let us know what you want to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Contact us. You may be too late to the game for Honor Magic's Secret Service. We have a lot of things to talk about about it. But we are going to be drawing the name of the next film out of a hat. Like, literally, we do not know. It could be complete crap or complete greatness. But, you know, we are fans. You are fans. Help shape where this podcast goes. Let us know what you think. What you want to talk about. Absolutely. Remember... Miss Broccoli and Mr. Wilson will work for Writers Guild Minimum for any ideas you want us to work on. Please reach out to us. Until then, thank you for listening to our podcast and for bonding us for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond. Until next time, shake it. Don't stir. We have all the time in the world. Time enough for life to unfold All the precious things love has in store We have all the love in the world If that's all we have You will find we need nothing more We got running. I'm just gonna. It's on. Making their way the only way they know how. I don't know why. Uh, Dukes of Hazard came to my. Yeah. Am I, bless you. <coughs> I'm sorry. I think somebody's allergic to vodka. I think I'm allergic to the chair. Oh, that's a uh, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Can we do that again? I want. I want to do that. My sneeze. Yeah. Okay.